<laughs> hey, what's up, guys? I am Caleb Giddings. I am Keith. And I'm Jack. And uh, I'm you're probably not going to be surprised on this week's episode of Gun Day Brunch. We are talking about Ukraine and specifically the war that's going on in Ukraine that kicked off. Uh, well, really, it kicked off in earnest yesterday. Uh, we record these before Sunday. So that's kind of what we're talking about. And the first thing we're going to talk about, which I'm just going to kick this over to Keith, because I was researching an article for uh, tacticallife.com about the guns that are the Ukrainian military uses. And, you know, no one's surprised that they have 100,000 AK-74s. However, which they're also just handing out to people. They're like, oh, oh you want the rifle to fight invaders? You'll get a Here 74, you go. And you'll get a 74. The minute I heard, <laughs> I'm going to sidetrack us. The minute I heard that they were just handing out AKs to people to go fight the Russians, I thought of that meme, the Lord Jesus, I've seen what you've done for other people, <laughs> and I want you to do that for me. So the they've handed out 10,000 of them is their official statement, which I'm going to always put in air quotes anything that's official about this. Yeah. But I was like, man, can I show up and be like, can I trade in two to get a PKM? Like we're kind of <laughs> kind of exchange. How many of these do I need to upgrade? Right. Like if that, I like, collect four, is that the upgrade? Do, do I need a special stone? You know, what's the unlock code here? So what this eventually led me to was discovering that and that the Ukrainian special forces and other and like their distribution of these weapons through units is really confusing because I've seen them in the hands of units that are identified as Ukrainian National Guard and like border guards. But according at least to the official documents I could find, the Ukrainian special operations units carry. Here we go, Keith. An X-95 to board. Yeah. Chambered in. <laughs> 5.45. Making them the first the, serious face shooting special operations unit that I can think of that t- carries a freaking bullpup around. I don't know why, but the moment it's like, to uh, you're like, it's an X-95. I'm like, eh. In 545. The exact same reaction. I was like, uh, it's a Tavor, which is a fine rifle. You know, it's it's great and everything. But then when you're like in 545, hello, strange rifle in an even stranger cartridge. Strange people in a strange land, strange rifle and strange cartridge. I'm in. Proprietary, yes. you say? Mm, yes. Good. Which then is we one were, of the reasons why we don't see fi- the 545 variants outside of the Ukrainian contract is because they take a special magazine and those magazines are a bastard to source. So they don't offer it widely because uh, you, you wouldn't be able to supply the mags is what their ultimate is, ultimate decision there is. It's um, But the, the by 39 variant existed, the 545 variant existed. Um, the um, obviously 5.56 nine millimeter uh, exist, which was the original two calibers that was built in until Ukraine came to them and they were like, what if 5.45 bullpup? And IWI was like, you know what? Game. Were you guys uh, uh, 5.45 shooters back when it was just basically free to shoot? Because I was. I had uh, one of the MMP 15s chambered in it because it was a trash can gun that shot trash can ammo. And there was like literal trash cans full of ammo. You just laying on the side of the road. 
Um, I, I originally got into it in 762.39, which was also cheap as hell to shoot back in the day, but I had not made the great conversion to the poison pills at that point in time. I had not upgraded to the speedy boy. I was at, I was still an OG. You're still chunky slow boy. and chunky. <laughs> he, my friend group purchased 30,000 rounds of 545 in one year. Um, and we shot a lot of it. And a couple of guys had the Smith and Wesson MP thing. And I remember watching them have to delicately modify P mags to try and get them to work because there was this like a follower cut that if you did it at this precise angle, it would feed reliably. Otherwise, you had to buy. I think they were Seymour's or something. Yeah, proprietary mags for that were expensive. Um, they did work though. Like my gun worked. Uh, I honestly, if I could, if I could find one of those five four five MMPs, I would be really excited to take one of those awesome ones. Why do you still have ten thousand rounds of five four five laying around? I have twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas I'm sitting on about a thousand because I was going to pick up a Galil in five four five, and then the variant that I want still isn't here yet. <laughs> <laughs> Man, probably was, like uh, just just remembering the time when the cheap like com block 762 and 545 was exactly that when it was cheap and widely available and you know you had people running around with the the i'm actually most of you guys are, are close enough to my age that like you probably remember the days of 99 dollar yugo sks's where you yes. could go to a gun show yeah. and they would be in a crate and there'd be five of them. And if you, you know, wanted to give him an extra 50 bucks, he'd throw in the crate. And you'd I, be like. <sighs> I remember handpicking. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a, it might be. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not in Millsurp circles anymore because most of the Millsurp I care about is gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I remember $99 being told. $99 Yugo SKSs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, AKs too. I bought mm. my first AK for $300. <sighs> the, good oh, the good old days and he was like for $25 more I'll let you hand pick which one of these you want or five magazines and I was like oh give me the mags yeah <laughs> yeah man those were those were some good times just the, the cheap the the days of cheap semi-auto mill serps and you know cheap spam cans of Russian ammo that you'd slice your hand when up you could on. Get 762 by 54R and the Romanian Dragonov, the PSL. Um, you could get it for like a $90 for a can of this ammo. It was 90 oh bucks. God. It was like $89.99. And they're like, if you buy three, we throw in the can opener and we'll give you 10 bucks off a can. If, if you've never tried to open one of those without the can opener, it's it's a royal. You need a Dremel. You just... <laughs> it's terrible. Our first you know, batch of those things, we didn't have the can opener, but we did have the Romanian bayonets that came with washer tins. <laughs> and I did one of those things step, up step, with step, a step, hammer. Step. I was like, bam! Wham! I'm just like, <laughs> we're getting these bullets, boy. It's an hour. 
it was an hour of us like hammering this thing open. We finally got the bullets. It was like the first time you crack open a crab leg. You're like, ah. <laughs> then you go and shoot it. And you're like, okay, that wasn't that. That's much fun. That's and, the reward and now for I'm, that. I'm watching TikToks of Ukrainian dudes open these cans up and With belt PKMs while listening to K-pop music, and I'm like, ooh, that's. Uh, that's spicy. <laughs> can we discuss, uh, speaking of Ukraine, can we discuss how freaking gangster the Ukrainians are? And this is like, so uh, if you guys, you know, obviously by now we know that the ghost of Kiev wasn't a real person, like a real individual. However, hold on, hold wait, on. Wait, wait, hang I'm... on, hang on. There, there are Russian planes falling out of the sky with missile holes in them. So somebody's shooting some shit down. So I'm going to say this. He could be is a the, real person. Is the ghost of Kiev, that story completely real? Probably not. Does it matter? Is there a confirmed Ukrainian ace as of the first day of this conflict? Yes. There, there is a confirmed ace. I'm not saying that all he shot down was, you know, like actual air-to-air combat. That's probably not the case. He probably got some guys that were in transpos and some other stuff. Helicopters. But, uh, mm-hmm. but according to sources that I have to say unnamed, but I consider reliable... And in the sphere that cares about aerial stuff, yes, there's a confirmed Ukrainian ace. So with that in mind. Which uh, is the first one since I ran Iraq. Right. And the first one in a Gen in a Gen 4 aircraft, too. Which is, I mean, just dick drag, just big dick energy everywhere. So, and to that point, uh, regarding the whole ghost of Kiev thing, uh, it doesn't really matter if it's 100% true because it's awesome. And it's, and, you know, I was thinking about this, uh, I sent this link to the guys in chat before, but go on YouTube and just type in Mr. Worf, Davy Crockett and Mr. Worf in an episode of Deep Space Nine will explain why it doesn't matter if the story of the ghost of Kiev is a hundred percent true. I won't spoil it for you, but it's one of the best lines in that show. Go look it up. You'll, you'll thank me later, but the ghost of Kiev, super gangster. Uh, this story just dropped this morning about some teenager with one of the Ukrainian Marine battalions that was tasked with destroying a bridge. The Russians got to the bridge before they could remote detonate it. So he radios his unit and says, I'm going to send it, sends it with him on the bridge. Blows up the bridge with him Blows on it, delaying the, the Russian advance. advance. And then there's Snake Island. The, right. the and- dudes on Snake Island. The Russian Navy is like, hey, we're going to we're going to drop it. And they're just like, eh. Fuck you guys. Yeah, literally their last words literally were, Russian warship. You. Fuck yourself. And I was and, like, ah. And here's what I'm going to say. Not a single one of these stories could be true, but if it makes a Russian soldier hesitate for one second about stepping forward, worth it. Mm-hmm. And now here's the one that's true. And I was talking to Jack about Hashtag this before we started. Pro-Ukraine. <laughs> Hashtag pro-Ukraine. Uh, I was talking to Jack. If you were questioning... <laughs> Did you guys wonder what team we're on here? We're all Cold War babies. We remember when Russia was the bad guys. Yeah. So the most gangster one, though, and one that is undeniably true, because there's a video of it, is this little babushka, this little Ukrainian (laughs) grandma. little Ukrainian grandma. Goes up to a group of Russian soldiers and loosely says, why don't you put these sunflower seeds in your pockets? Fun fact, sunflowers are the national flower of Ukraine. So that when you die on Ukrainian soil, you will leave a beautiful flower behind. I tell you, if I was some 19-year-old Russian kid, I would have just 
fold up the stock of my rifle, throw it in the river. I'm done. I'm out of this. I'm done with this. Nope. I'm yeah. not fighting okay. these people. Grandma just told me, I hope you die here. <laughs> I hope you die here. No, she said when you door. die. Yeah, yeah, she's not. <laughs> and she's not angry. She's not like she's like and like imagine imagine out there later with the with the sniper rifle like I told you whack. Imagine I'm not angry. I'm just really disappointed, but she's telling you you'll die. Oh god. Uh, gangster Ukrainian grandma. Gangster Ukrainian Absolutely grandma and the memes out of this uh you know and I I, I do want to say we're not trying to make light of the fact that this is a war that legitimate people are dying and people are suffering as a result of this. This is I I've, I've got to say in in this front that uh that's been disappointing to me in a couple of areas is the fact that, yeah, we're the, in certain places, we're making light of this and it, it's to cope with a bad situation. But I have a friend who has a, a foster son kind of situation where they're, they, uh, they have a high schooler that picked up Dima who is Ukrainian and they've been calling his folks back in Ukraine saying, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you all right? Um, for the last two days. And then my buddy has to go to work and genuinely has been told by people that they think this is this is a false flag situation, bad actors. And like they genuinely believe this isn't happening. There is no war in Ukraine. This is all just CNN. Man, I've seen videos on TikTok of a MiG-29 shooting missiles at a tank next to an apartment building. All right. That happened. That's not like CGI. They rocked rocked that freaking apartment building, too. There's a kid crying in the video, like, as they're fleeing, like, oh, that was way too close. I've grown up watching watching stuff happen on TV. I I remember watching the L.A. Bank robbery live. Same as like wow. I was I was a kid, I was sitting there watching, and I'm like, this is the weirdest action movie I've ever seen. That MIG attacking a ground target, which I've been told was a, a tank, because it's a Ukrainian MIG. Uh Russians aren't flying MIGs in the airspace. Um no, they're they're doing sukhois. Yeah. Um that scared me. That to see a fourth generation fighter craft below treetops light up its wings and then pull off i'm like that's different yeah that <laughs> real live combat launch from spitting distance like yeah yeah if you let a ukrainian person who's living in ukraine right now buy a beer for the rest of your time on earth you are failing yeah i concur with that statement 100 it's been it was, it was, it was, I will say it was shocking for me. Like, you know, the, so fun fact, I, uh, last night when this all kicked off, I went to bed at like nine 55 and at like 10 Oh five, you know, my phone exploded with reports of, you know, combat action and all that really glad I was asleep because I would have just been doom scrolling Twitter otherwise being like, Holy shit, Holy shit. Look at this. But I think one of the interesting things that, uh, that comes out of it is this is the first time in the modern mass information era that you've had two near peer states with Wi-Fi and 5G and TikTok get into a shooting war with each other. And we are watching it all happen 
on Twitter live, on Instagram live, on, you know, all of these other things. You're seeing people, you know, say goodbye to their families and go get an AKA from the Ukrainian government. The, the various absurdities that we're seeing due to the fact that this is the first two, that, that we'll, we'll call it for abbreviation purposes, two first world military type nations, two mm -hmm. modernized mechanized military nations in the social media era go. There are some just various absurdities that have come out of this, including Russian soldiers as they're crossing the border, hitting on Ukrainian girls via Tinder. That's amazing. Hold on. I'm not even that, mad at that. Like, <laughs> like that, that's just what that's just one of those absurd things that you're like wait, wait you, could you, you imagine realize there's a war some yeah but swipe out, right, right. some russian kid finds out he's invading so he gets tinder gold and you know how you can set your a new location yeah, just he like, sets his location well, to kiev going, and he starts being in kiev for 96 kiev. hours let's see um, <laughs> oh that's the that's dark that's the, that, the that's something that could only happen today that could yeah. only happen right now because of tech i i'm forgetting your name but you guys both know that there's a, a an army unit u.s army unit uh part of the airborne division that's a dedicated op for unit mm -hmm. um and the whole job of them is to be bad guys for when people come to training exercises they have some youtube channels for their guys where they talk about the stuff they do and it's kind of interesting to watch and one of their guys has a backpack full of iPhones. And he's like, wherever we kind of think these guys are, I ride around to them in where I think they may be nearby. And I start catfishing them on all these iPhones. And he's like, if you have a military photo, I swipe right. <laughs> and his whole bag is, you look into it, it's like 15 iPhones. He's like, yeah, we built fake profiles on all these things. And we just swipe them. And then we start getting that metadata and we can find out where these people are. I'm like, oof. <laughs> Good. I mean, that is, you know, people, people don't, one, people don't understand how much of their information is just out there for you to find, for other people to find, like open source. Open source intelligence is one of the most effective intelligence gathering systems that's available. Uh, I, uh, yeah, so uh, bear that in mind. If you're in the military and you're listening to this, maybe and I, I should probably go do this, but maybe like scrub your military off your profile, especially your dating profiles and probably your TikTok. Like maybe and, and you holding a out. fish. Maybe yeah. Pick yeah. that off. Yeah, yeah. The the it's not working. The, I, I hunt, I fish. It it doesn't need to go on those profiles. I want to see somebody holding up like a dead mountain lion on Tinder. <laughs> that, that that'll be the one. You definitely won't get canceled for that uh all right well we've uh let's see we've discussed memes we've talked about the realities of the war how a we're fighting a fifth generation war with fourth generation equipment um it's been it's it, in to quote a movie it's all been pretty conventional um i do want to say that the second amendment absolutely covers anti-tank guided missiles and if you don't believe that you're not you're a, a friend of mine right like ATGM. People are like, this is why we need ARs. This is why I need a javelin or an in-law. I, I, I definitely I, I definitely want a law, and the law says I can have a law. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I truly hope there's at least one Ukrainian with enough like English that when he gets that next generation law, which if you guys haven't looked at the in-law, you absolutely should. It's a British platform. 
that uh, they sent a bunch of those over there and they're very cool. I really hope that guy pops up and is like the long arm of the logs. <laughs> like bails out. Merks the take with it. Lay oh, it down. I, am the I am the law. Yes, yeah, the Judge Dredd with the helmet. We need to send Judge Dredd helmets to Ukraine immediately. Fund. Yeah. Fund immediately. Listen here, Great Britain. All right, you're sending them the rockets. That's great. Put just one Judge Dredd helmet in every crate okay that's just what you got to do i'm i'm not in charge of these I, things i need this i need ukrainian tiktok mill and ukrainian mill tiktok to <laughs> i am the law that'd be great uh yeah and hey how about america let's send them more javelins just more like we have raytheon's like yeah, yeah, send them javelins. The greatest, it's the greatest gift we've given them like it's it's doing some real work it's doing you remember how he dropped work. like the the liberator 45 single shot just like all over france right that's what we need to do with javelins just, i don't think there's any record. Boys. yeah the <laughs> difference between that i don't think there's any record of any recorded kills with the liberator but them javelins be dropping tanks <laughs> okay okay I do want to say, because we're probably closing in on the end of this thing, the Ukrainian ambassador to Japan in full samurai armor with a multicam scarf being like, we will fight you. Bro, that is some super weeb stuff. I'm here for it. And I literally got a samurai tattoo immediately upon seeing that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Fresh. Mean, fresh, fresh, fresh. Uh, that so we'll close on this because I do also want to point out one of the people, one of the uh, heads of state with some of the biggest balls that I have seen is not involved in this conflict in any way. It's the vice president of Taiwan who tweeted out that we stand with the people of Ukraine and that the right to self-determination should never be taken away by force, which he basically turned around to China, which is looking at Taiwan with hungry eyes right now and went, Fuck around and find out. Bring it. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, liking, sharing, and subscribing. Uh, Big shout out to the sponsors. Big shout out to oh, the sponsors. Shout out to the sponsors. Banner. Forgot to do the banner, banner last couple of weeks. <clears throat> uh, so, yes, thank you, everyone, again. Please like, share, subscribe. Uh, leave us five-star reviews on uh, Apple podcasts or whatever they're calling it now um or leave us hilarious one-star reviews because the my new favorite segment on any podcast is on this one called is we dumb where they read one-star reviews it's so funny um don't leave us one-star reviews leave us five-star reviews because we're beautiful all right that's it guys we will be back we'll be back next week with more